Happiness, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Around the corner, and it's Walshy on the outside who takes the lead from Chris Cross and Wrecking Ball, who's got to find the favourite. Outside, uh, Walshy has it. He's leading by a couple of lengths now to Wrecking Ball. And then came Chris Cross, but it's all Walshy. Have a look at Walshy go down to the wire, scores by about four lengths. Second, Wrecking Ball. Uh, third over was My Certain, a gap away then to Chris Cross and Dolce's last of all. That was Walshy taking out the Charlton's Lawyers Open at Bundaberg last Saturday for Gemma Steele and Bob Murray as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news and lots of news to get through on the show today. We're going to tell you all about the Wandoan Cup win of Oakfield Target on Saturday. A stack of jockeys riding multiple winners. Alicia Donnell with a quartet at Bundaberg. Rick McMahon with four winners at Bar Calden. Uh, Olivia Kendall had a treble at the Moorambar program. Uh, Jeff Felix with a treble at Mount Isa. Lots of stories to get through on the show today and a couple of special guests on the way as well. Helping us out with all of that news as always is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. And weren't uh, weren't the quartets uh, in evidence on the weekend with the uh, the winners that you mentioned there of Alicia Donald and uh, Rick McMahon? Hey, Tony, um, as I say, good morning to our listeners. Um, isn't it quite interesting that you often see that what happens on the national stage is often then reflected or, or replicated to an extent on the country provincial stage and uh, talking about these number of multiple winners of different jockeys where you've got uh, young Alicia Donald riding the four, you had Jay Doolan riding two, at uh, Murrumbar and a uh, treble also up there for Olivia Kendall and Rick McMahon doing the four at Bar Calden. But then on the national stage, Jamie Carr steps out yesterday at Adelaide and uh, says, OK, ladies, this is how we do it. We've got five winners. Uh, <laughs> congratulations to her. But I just love the standard that's being set. And it often reflects also with stallions. They get winners on the national stage. And then when we're going through our results, we see that same stallion producing the goods across the board. So big congratulations to all those winners. Just, just something I'm, I'm in, always intrigued with how it often takes place, Tony, on the uh, the country scene. We've had a little bit of uh, topsy-turvy weather conditions in the uh, the north over the last week or so. Rob, at one stage it was uh, extreme heat being forecast that was uh, playing havoc with race meetings going ahead, and then that was the case with Tower with uh, Cairns. Rather, it was uh, meant to race Tuesday of last week. They rescheduled to yesterday, and then after all of the the heat that was forecast didn't quite eventuate. They end up with all of the rain and the track was unsuitable for racing yesterday, so we lost cans. We lost the Ingham program after just three races on Sunday and that was another one that was transferred and pushed back. Uh, and then we lost Townsville Thursday of last week as well due to the extreme heat conditions. So uh, Mother Nature's being a little fickle at the moment, playing havoc with some of our northern meetings. Yeah, they were able to get three of the races through at the Herber River, Herbert River Jockey Club at Ingham. And uh, and great to see the comeback by Pietro Romeo. Uh, he'd been doing uh, track work in New South Wales and he went up there and rode for Casey Kinlerside, who I haven't seen in the uh, winner's circle reporting on Bushbeat, but she had She's a Sinner win with Pietro on board and Arena Mare taking the cutest uh, maiden, not cutest registered, defeated That's a Dream, Sunny Excels. And talking about comebacks, uh, also... Oh, the comeback for Pietro, but also great to see young Quade Crow on that national level who was apprenticed to uh, Todd Austin in the Central West for many years, uh, getting his ride in the first, his first ride in a Group 1 uh, on Saturday. So uh, congratulations there across the board, Pietro and Quade. Good to see Pietro back. And, of course, Wanderson de Villa, he kicked home the other two winners, one for Elwyn Bailey. Bones Bailey was stifling the sizzling that was first up 
since September and the other winner on the day was just a love song for Wanderson and Elby Molino defeated Hit Snooze. That was a big win. The Love Conquers all winning that race uh, in dominant fashion. But we opened the show and heard uh, Walshie take that win at Bundaberg. And by the way, Bundaberg has a big Catholic school function on this uh, program, a big reunion they had. In fact, I know this, Tony, because my sister-in-law Janine had her 40-year school reunion. All the ladies dressed up, had a wonderful time out, and that's a feature of many country race meetings. Um, it can be utilised for these community events. So great to see Bundaberg uh, doing that. And it all featured Alicia Donald with those four winners. In fact, apart from... Uh, one winner ridden by Adam Spinks, which was Tierra de Basio, the Fiorente taking the Class B for Rod Hilton. Uh, the girls again dominated the program. And Alicia Donald for Ross Meek. Uh, Ross had a double. He started with Done It Again. This horse came off black all form to take the benchmark 65 over Potent View. And hard enough, Alicia continued in race two with Glenn Richardson on uh, I Am Fearless, the I Am Invincible. Uh, second start for the stable, two wins now from two, defeated Timely Reward and Striking Maid. It was three from three for Alicia as she rode the second of Ross Meek's double. Um, Averne uh, took out the uh, win in the benchmark 55 over Mr Busy and True Tally, and this also was having its second run from a stable and also came off a third at Blackall at its last run and interestingly is by the same stallion as Ross's other winner, Dawn Approach. Craigley Bandit finally broke the maiden status with Alicia kicking home four from four. Uh, he's been in the money previous three of his previous four this city-wise. In fact, he's had eight placings out of 28. And good to see Crystal Johnson get the cutest money, defeating Kewick and Zadie. Uh, then Rebecca Wilson chimed in with Bob Murray with our last penny. Uh, a War Stories um, gelding, a uh, mare, my apologies, defeated in that race Ducati and Fox on the Rocks in the benchmark 45. We heard Walsh, Walshy complete Bob Murray's double. Uh, in, this guy, in this case, with Gemma Steele on board. And this walking or dancing, 10 wins from 61, defeating track specialist Wrecking Ball and My Certain. And as I said, Adam Spinks with Rod Hilton with Tia DiBacio taking out class, the Class B. But what an effort, Alicia Donald. She's already down to claiming two, Tony, and claim's not going to last too long when you're riding four winners on the day. I was having a look at the seven race card there at Bundaberg. Four winners, a second, a third and a fourth. So prize money check coming home with each of Alicia's rides there on the weekend. One of the big stories out of the weekend, of course, was Wando and Cup Day on Saturday. Up to the turn now, and a Purple Cup is out after Oakfield Target, but he's off and gone. He didn't handle the home turn all that well. The jocks had a look. He's come to the outside fence, but he's about three or four links in front over Purple Cup and then rest of the world is starting to run on with Striking Princess but Oakfield Target, he's in a race out of his own he's right down the grandstand rail but he's going to win by about five lengths takes the cup easily, a local victory second rest of the world, third Striking Princess, Evoker or Purple Cup for fourth then came Tony's decree. Oakfield Target taking out the Riverina Stockfeeds Wandoan Cup on Saturday for Luke Miller and trainer Will Loudon. And Rob Will is our first guest on the show this morning. I'm sure that he's almost worn out the replays already <laughs> of uh, taking out the cup there on Saturday. Nothing like winning your hometown cup. Will, congratulations and welcome to Bushby. Oh, thanks, guys. It's, um, yeah, pretty good feeling. Yeah, good morning to you, Will. You know, we often say on Bushbeat, a win at St George or a win at Cunnamulla, it's like winning at Flemington. But what's the feeling when you take your hometown cup? Um, there was a fair bit of pressure put on me. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, a bit of a sigh of relief. I remember walking up to the betting ring and I forgot my wallet and 
everyone had, um, that I walked past, nearly the whole town had said, you better win, we've all put money on him. And I'm thinking, here we go, he's got too much weight on him now. And, yeah, it was super impressive. Um, Sorry, Will, I was going to say, we've got to know you through the uh, the Queensland Country Racing Awards in Emerald over the last couple of years, and we know uh, a little bit of the Will Loughton story, but for those that haven't heard uh, how you got into into racing and starting to train horses out of the, the Land Cruiser, give us a little snapshot. Um, so it all probably started nearly a couple of years ago. Um, I was dating a jockey at the time, and I was going to the races with her anyway, and I thought, well, bugger it, I might as well train a horse, and my first starter was my first winner, and then I think it was my fourth starter won again. I'm thinking, how easy is this? And then it, it sort of went downhill a bit from there, and um, we had a bit of a tough year last year with a few older horses that probably just went up to par, and I sort of, you know, fell in love with them probably too much. And, and this year started off really well. We've finally got some track work riders in the area, um, and I've, I'm just in the process of signing up an apprentice as well, so it's um, good. Um, Luke and his partner Sarah that rode on the weekend um, they've just moved to Miles and they've been a great uh, help to the stable and Luke and Sarah have both been riding uh, all our work for probably the last six weeks and um, Sarah's signing up as an apprentice so hopefully um, bigger and better things to come in the near future. Yeah, well, this Oakfield target uh, on our local radio show with our race tipping, one of the uh, young Max Tanks made a comment about another Oakfield. He said, when the money goes on Oakfield horses, they tend to win. I should have taken it as an omen when I saw it in the Wandoan Cup. Obviously, uh, from what you said at the beginning, Oakfield target uh, was expected to win in your mind? Well, I, I've had him for about six weeks, and he turned up and looked pretty good. He was a touch light on, and I thought, oh... You know, you're buying horse out of Sydney, you think, can I improve it, can I not? And I looked through his old gear changes and they had a Norton bit on him and took blinkers off him to try and get him to settle to, to run a bit of ground. And I thought, well, we're racing up here. I'll take the Norton bit off him and put the blinkers back on. And he'd only run one, three races in 30-odd starts and he'd won them all on soft tracks. And I sort of only really bought him for a sand horse because I thought sand might be his go, loving the soft and... Um, I had him set for a race in Toowoomba, but with all the rain, it got washed out, and he was a bit a bit short to run that 1,400 at St. George last Saturday, and he had 63 kilos and drew wide, and I thought, oh, well, everything's against him here. I thought he just needs to run, and he came out and won that um, just, and it was hot as anything, and I thought, oh, well, we'll see if he can back up, and um, he's just... Yeah, every day he's just getting better and better and better. And we've tried, uh, changed a few little things around. And you know, he does a lot of flat work um, and sort of just to try and switch him off and cool his jets a bit. But, like, in all honesty, I think the horse is, is going to keep improving. But to be honest, I didn't know if he could back up after 63 kilos and a 1,400 seven days ago. As we heard from Brett Moody in the call, he was in a race of his own. He won by uh, nearly five lengths and, in fact, smashed the long-standing track record for the 1,200 there at Wandoan in uh, 108.8. Uh, How was your feeling when uh, Luke was bringing him around the turn and he, he he was coming wide? Were you thinking, what are you doing? No, he sort of um, he drifted off the track a little bit at St George. Like, you can correct him, but you run down the hill at Wandoan and you sort of don't want to lose that momentum checking him to to hit that corner fast and I said to Luke I said just keep your momentum going if he drifts off I said don't panic I said I'd rather him just keep his momentum going than jamming him back onto the fence and and losing a few lengths but 
like if he railed, well, you know, he could have won by another three. <laughs> yeah, you talked about whether you can improve him or not. Well, he's he had the three wins before joining you. Now he's two from two for you. Mm. But what I'm intrigued by, Will, is uh, that was a benchmark 60. In your mind, he's a done deal. In your mind, is he the sort of horse that you aim for something like the Battle of the Bush? Well, we did talk about it the other day and I said it to a mate after he won at St George and he said he'd want to improve a bit, uh, think about that. And um, I actually changed my feed last Sunday because um, I wasn't happy with what I was doing and, and I thought after he won, I thought, what have I done? I've just gone and turned everything upside <laughs> down. You know, I'm thinking, God, I'm an idiot. Um, and obviously it's sort of come come to light. I think, I think if you found the right race, in better company. Um, I think he'd probably win a, you know, a weaker metro race. Um, Battle of the Bush is definitely in mind, but I think the horse is probably better suited to 1,400 a mile, in my opinion. But, you know, if he can run those sort of 1,200s like that um, on a quick backup, it probably just goes to show the toughness of the horse. And, and he's doing it with weight, and that's the thing. Um, you know, 63 kilos backs it up with 61 in this heat. Um it just goes to show the heart, I guess, that he has. I had a little mail come in uh, from someone that was around the stable block nearby you, and I'm sure you couldn't wipe the smile off your face after the win, but somebody had congratulated you and uh, said that uh, you should have been at Flemington with a win like that, and apparently your response was, all I ever want to do is win my hometown cup. I don't care about group ones. I don't care if I would train another winner all year. Yeah, well, I'd said that to everyone at the start of the year. They said, oh, what's your plan for the year? And I actually had another horse nominated in it. Um, and he's a really fast front-running horse. And I, I ended up scratching because I thought, oh, I don't need these two to get in a speed battle and, and get run over by something. But, oh, like everyone in the town, I'd, I'd even said it to probably 100 people. I said, I only want to win run race all year, and that's the one down cup. And, it just goes to show, like, the community here is so behind it. And, you know, like, I even went to get fuel on Sunday and I had people at the service station shaking my hand. <laughs> I think they're going to paint a mural of me on the silos in town, the way it's going. <laughs> well, See, dreams do come true in country racing. And uh, you mentioned, you know, talking about that Battle of the Bush. Well, if you get 1,600, just remember you've got a uh, country cups at the end of the year. But you talk about the Wandaan community. You must have been wrapped as a club with the... Uh, oh the six event program and the number of acceptors. Yeah, it was massive. And, and I said to him, like, we've done a lot of work on the track and last year we sort of had to race dirt just due to the season. And we made the call probably six weeks ago. We said, bugger it, we'll try and keep a grass track. And, um, like, we did a lot of work and we had to spread a lot of loam with a bit of rain predicted just to try and cover ourselves, waiting to get a big storm. But we missed the rain all week and, after the first race, the track broke up really well and it actually turned into a yeah really good day. So we had record numbers, and uh, which was really good to see. And hopefully a lot of the trainers were happy and, you know, they'll come back next year. Is Wando and Diggers a, a once-a-year uh, meeting? Yeah, we've been once a year for a while. I think a few years ago they used to race twice a year, but it's sort of hard. You know, you live in a town with 300 people, it's hard to get volunteers to, to push it any harder um, than it goes. But... You know, once a year seems to be great for the club. And we started some Yabby races last year and they were a massive hit this year. And Luke Miller, actually the jockey that won the cup, won the Yabby race as well. So he picked <laughs> up a 1000 bucks for that. So he's had a cracker of a day. He's had a, an absolute ball terror of a day. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he can't do much better than that. And then you, then you get jockeys 
like Kenji Yoshida head out there and uh, he picks up uh, the double for the day with the, the riding honours, uh, Holy Chariot. Tell me, Amanda Park, where is Amanda based? Because she's been turning out some winners of late. That was one of Kenji's riding, of course, Enterprise Electra for Bo Gorman, his other one. Yeah, um, Amanda's down in Oakey. I actually had Holy Chariot here for a while. Um, Jim that owns him, um, we bought him and had to do a little bit of rehab with him and I had him here for probably three or four months. Then we um, we sent him back down there. So it was good for him to come back out to his old home track and knock one over as well. Yeah, plenty of other winners on the day. Emma McPherson with Parlor and uh, Stephanie 60, uh, Sixtus. I was going to say Shelby 66 for a <laughs> moment, I think, there. Um, uh, getting that winner in the benchmark 45, Grant Arnold and Brendan Newport with uh, Xenia. But what about Glenn Richardson and Olivia Webb? He's, he's got, we bought a zoo now. Uh, two wins from three for the stable. If you're talking about Battle of the Bushes, you might think that's the sort of calibre of horse that would be aiming that way too after that win. Yeah, he's um, definitely a very smart horse. Um, I think any challenge that's put in front of him, he seems to keep knocking it over at the moment. Yeah, and that, I'm just intrigued by the name of the race too. Your, your sponsorship far and wide, the Junda Hotel Open Handicap. You've got the Junda Hotel on board way down in Wandoan. Yeah, it's um, it's great. Um, the whole community sort of sponsors everything out here and it sort of all goes round in a big circle, I guess. But um, it's great to have the support um, across everyone and We've got a few life members as well that sponsor a race. Um, we've got a feedlot that sponsors a, a foot race that we have as well. So it's sort of great. The whole community sort of gets behind the racing. And, and years ago, it used to be a massive racing um, part of the world. And um, it's good to sort of see it all firing back up with a few winners getting on board as well and having a successful race day. Will, congratulations again on the Cup win. Great to have you on the show this week and uh, hopefully it's not the last time that we have a chat and hopefully there's more winners on the way for the stable. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it and fingers crossed we keep ticking them over. Will Loudon there joining us on Bushbeat. And as we say, Rob, nothing like winning your hometown Cup. Exactly right, Tony. Let's move on to uh, the next meeting we're going to look at. Uh, apologies for the quality of the audio here, but uh, something that we definitely wanted to acknowledge, and it's win number 46 for Fab's Cowboy. This was Morimbar on Saturday. He's chasing 46 wins, ladies and gentlemen. Fab's Cowboy start clapping this champion horse. He's won his 46th race start. That's amazing. Fab's Cowboy bolts in. Second placing goes to Raiden. Third then went to Ancient Echoes, followed by American Genius and such. What a, an amazing animal he's been, Rob. 46th uh, career win. Uh, Steve Hewlett was outlining his, uh, his statistics yesterday on uh, Racing Active, and he's just been a marvel of country racing and was able to uh, bring up another win there with Tony McMahon's call, and he's joining us uh, here on Bushbeat this morning. Welcome along, Tony. Uh, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning to you, Tony. What a fabulous horse and what a great effort, Billy Johnson. I mean, this horse hadn't actually won since August the 12th in 10, 10, win, uh, 10 runs. So he's turned it around to get win 46. And talking to uh, Paul Curran, part owner, last year, I know one of the goals was to try to match that win. I think it's Walk Cool had 51 wins. So based on that win, uh, that sort of tracks and conditions, Tony, um, you know, I mean, he beat Raiden quite comfortably in this, uh, in this race. So he was pretty impressive again, Fabs Cowboy. He was very impressive, uh, Rob. There's no doubt about that. 46 wins. And, and the thing about him is, uh, I've called him a couple of times. I've been fortunate enough to call him winning a few races. But I noticed him in the enclosure at uh, Murrumbah. He was the oldest horse, of course, a 10-year-old. And he was the only one on the toe. And uh, as his connections say, 
Bill Johnson, she said, he doesn't know he's 10 and the horse doesn't. He looks more like a three-year-old. It's an absolute credit to uh, Mel and Billy Johnson, the way they've uh, maintained this horse. It's a fantastic, uh, fantastic. It's, it's an achievement you really can't uh, comprehend. 46 wins these days and uh, no, fantastic and I'm sure there's more wins ahead for him. Yeah, we look forward to more with Fab's Cowboy, but we're just talking to Will Loudon and talking about hometown cup wins. Well, look, the story out of Murrumbah surely has to be not only your outfit for the beach party day and your wife, Jean, whose birthday was on, but here's another good story. She shared in the ownership of only Emma, which was an impressive winner for Billy Johnson and one of the many, uh, the four winners of Olivia Kendall. Congratulations to Jean and also to you and your promising to get the good outfit out for uh, Murrumbah. Yeah, well... I really enjoyed uh, wearing that outfit and got lots of comments. And I know now why uh, surf lifesavers are so popular. I never was one, but I had women, young women, attractive young women, coming up and wanting to have their photograph taken with me. And, you know, I was overawed by it. So uh, I think I'll wear that sort of outfit to any of the races I call now because it gets, I suppose, what they call it. <laughs> magnet there's no doubt about it it's a chicken well magnet. you called to do mouth-to-mouth resuscitation today old tony <laughs> i'm not uh, i will take this no further i uh, won't go and get involved in that please Bob. remember there's a lot of children listening to this uh, show rob I'm, sh- I'm shocked and stunned by that comment but no i wasn't but i will <laughs> Okay, the, the only, it was a great day at Murrumbah. Congratulations to um, Bianca Bolt, the secretary, and to um, Mel Johnson, the president. Big turnout, a lot of people in the beach gear. Uh, the track is presented in, uh, in fantastic order. They ran in remarkable times. The story about ONEM is a good one, I'll tell you, for this reason. I bought her as a yearling um, from Oakland Stud for $38,000. That was about five years ago. Now, she had a lot of problems. I think I've told you over the years she had more troubles than uh, Donald Trump when he was in office. Uh, look, when we first bought her, we discovered that uh, it wasn't anything to do with Oakland stuff. But when she got back to the break, she started coughing. And uh, anyhow, the vets couldn't stop it. We sent her down to Gatton University, and they dis- discovered that she was allergic to dust. And you've got a horse in central Queensland that's allergic to dust, so we had to put her on straw. They said it would be like asthma, it would go away. It went away. But then a, a succession of uh, just minor hiccups happened with her to the point where quite a few of the owners pulled out, and understandably so. She won two races um, for me. I trained her to win at Springshaw and also at Dingo. She bolted in them both, and they were virtually dirt tracks, so we knew she loved the dirt. Anyhow, came to the conclusion about um, well, six weeks ago that we would sell only Emma. Now, bear in mind, we bought her for 38 We sold her for 1500 There were some people ringing up trying to knock her down to 12 because when you sell them for a realistic price, they think there's something wrong with them. There was nothing wrong with her. Uh, she was just ready to win. And that went on Saturday. Uh, some of the other connections who had been in her, I won't mention their names, and uh, and I don't blame them for pulling up. They got back in her at the $1,500 price, and they were just overawed by the win. $11,250 was first prize money for that race at Nuremberg. So you can imagine how delighted they were. Now, only Emma, you know, I'm going to be in big trouble here because I know Jean's listening to this show. We've got those magic million sales coming up uh, next week. Would you believe there's a half-sister uh, to him by power out of Emma Cave <laughs> Lot and you've got it marked. I've got it marked. Look, it's drop-dead gorgeous. I won a stack of races with this family. Fifteen was Daring Miss. Three was Futurama. Now only Emma's won three races. It's one of the best families in Queensland. But look, the divorce proceedings could be coming. I probably won't. <laughs> I hope so. We all know done. to leave that lot alone now, Tony. No, 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 no. Because no, <laughs> it, it will run lot 50, the, the power Emma Cates, really. We're looking yes. forward to that sale down there. But getting back to Murrumbah, yeah, great day. She won the last. Bevan Johnson, he trained three winners. But another good story, Olivia Kendall came up from uh, Ipswich. She flew up a long, long way away. Rode three winners. This girl can really ride. I've always liked her as a rider. She's been 30 winners in something like uh, nine months. 
The next day, she and Jay Doolan, or that night, they packed up and uh, drove up to uh, Ingham to drive, ride the next day. It's a long, long way away. And they both rode some place getters in the last two races were called off. And I know uh, they're both riding today at, uh, at Mackay. So you've got to really admire the, the dedication of these uh, young women who put in all these miles for service racing. And I actually said to Jade Doolan, um, you're going to Ingham. As John Manfelman got me running, she said, no, scratch kids, but I feel obligated. I've taken two rides up there and I'm going to uh, fulfil the obligation and go up there and ride. So, look, you know, I don't want to knock jockeys, but not a lot of them would do that. So it was fantastic. Uh, we're heading out to yeah, Springshore. That, that meeting summed up with those two jockeys, isn't it, when you look at the results, Tony? Oh, they killed them. Jade rode a double and Olivia rode three winners. Yeah, they, you know, where would we be without the girls? There's only five jockeys at Nuremba. But, uh, no, they both rode very, very well. Um, and I, I think we'll have some more jockeys out at Springshore next Saturday, the big Springshore St. Patrick's Day Cup meeting. It's going to be a ripper. I love going out there. The, the trophies there are fantastic. Actually, only in the one there once. So there you go. Um, also, a, a big win, which you'd know about. You may have already spoken about it from the Rockhampton Jockey Club St. Patrick's Day race meeting last Saturday. Ian Mill, the secretary, told me there's a fabulous crowd there. He was delighted with it. But the win of Valente, you know, first up over a short course. How good was that? You know, he's, a, he's an outstanding horse. You've always said it, Rob, but gee whiz, it's a big win on Saturday to win the first up over 1,050 metres. And uh, he looks like he's going to have a super, super preparation, Valente. And uh, plenty of good racing coming up. His name too, Rob. You'd probably know all about it. Valente is by sizzling, and Valente uh, it's Italian for boiling. So he's been very well named. Uh, sizzling named boiling. Uh, and of course, the big thing coming up in Rockhampton will be the Cap uh, Two-Year-Old and Three-Year-Old Classic. That's on the eighth and ninth of April. Capricorn Sales on the tenth. But preceding that, of course, is the uh, Magic Million Sales on the weekend. A lot of representation down there on Saturday. Clinton Taylor. Has a, a Montana horse racing down there on Saturday in the, in the three-year-old race. Tom Smith has better rain in the two-year-old race. Uh, Ayushu is going really well for Graham Green, ran second behind Sweet Dolly in the uh, dual two-year-old last year, races in the three-year-old dual. And Master Jane is racing down there on Saturday too. And uh, as I say, a stack of Central Queensland trainers will all be there on uh, Monday and Tuesday for the sales. Yeah, looking forward to that, uh, Tony, and uh, that particular lot. We'll keep an eye on on uh, where you're seat, seated when it comes into the ring. Uh, yes, we never talk to Gene too, please, because you know the, the divorce proceedings <laughs> is a bit of a concern. You know, <laughs> I, I have been trying to fund them. I, I've been drinking a few more Miller's Chill so I can get my ten cents refund back. But uh, you know, it's going to be very tempting this Emma Kate one. As I say, I've seen it by Power Lot Fifty. It's magic. Takes a lot of cash for cans to be able to go and buy yourself a nice yearling, but there's some very, very nice ones that will go under the hammer on Monday and Tuesday. I'll tell you what, if you drink enough cans beforehand, it's not a problem. Not a problem at all. Tony, congratulations uh, again, and thank you for joining us this morning. Pleasure. Lovely to talk to you, boys. Tony McMahon there having a look back at what happened at Moorumbah on the weekend. Let's turn our attentions now to Bar Calden on Saturday. 400 metres to go as they swing around the corner. Zillator. Galvin says go on this horse but here's Star of O'Reilly looming up on the outside. Heroism's running a cheeky race and another plan back on the fence but Star of O'Reilly. He goes up on the outside and puts a bib in front. Zillator battles on with Heroism and another plan but it's a track gallop in the making here for Star of O'Reilly. Heroism raising another help but it's all-star of O'Reilly. Wins by two lengths. Dead heat for second. Maybe Zillator in front of Heroism and another plan. And for Rick McMahon, it was four rides, four wins, including Star of O'Reilly taking out the Jim Allpass and Family Open handicap over 1,200 metres there at Bar Calden on Saturday. Robin for trainer Todd Austin. 
Also combining with Rick McMahon for those four winners. And for Todd, six runners for the stable, four winners in a second, bringing home plenty of prize money on the weekend. Yeah, it's an easy, easy uh, day for Wattsy to come on, Andrew Watts to come on and report with Bar Calden with those uh, those four winners. And as Tony McMahon said, so exciting to see Belenti uh, get up in Rockhampton after copping a bit of a buffering again going down the home straight. Good morning to you, Andrew Watts. And uh, yeah, it was Rick McMahon and Todd Austin Day at Bar Calden. Yeah, good morning, Tony, and good morning, Rob. And uh, they've uh, really stamped their authority at the beginning of the season here. We knew they were going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, this season in the Central West. And uh, if uh, Saturday was anything to go by, uh, they're in for a very, very big year, Rob. Yeah, and it started... Rick McMahon, I mean, his skills as a jockey really shone through on the weekend and he bookended the program with two rides that were, I suppose, replicas almost, Andrew Kettleston, and uh, past tense, uh, both utilising the inside rail on the shortest way home. Yeah, look, he's an outstanding jockey and it's great to see him um, down at that 58 kilos now. I know he's uh, playing a bit of tennis with Liam Balderson during the week. He's working on his weight. And, um, you know, it just even in post-race interviews or you talk to him before the race, he ha- he has his race as planned out and his execution uh, out here in the West is second to none. And as you said, it started in race one with Kettleston, uh, owned by uh, Gary Peoples, Josh Fleming in the ownership, as well as plenty of other owners. That was the first to fall for Todd and Rick. Uh, it was dead last turning for home with 400 to go. And he did not pass a runner railing underneath the dollar fifty favourite London Ruler in the last stride to get the cash. Uh, London Ruler loses no admirers there. Three starts in the West for uh, two wins in the second. Brooke Richardson riding it on Saturday. And Vinaigrette just peaked on its run at the 100 metre for Raymond Fraser and Johnny Rudd. And uh, it'll be winning a race uh, wherever it goes next. Race just two... Jump- Sorry, he just Sorry. jumped to that last one, uh, Andrew, and that past tense. Now, he was a little bit of a disappointment in, in, in a way uh, last campaign, but he's a changed horse now, this one, Gina. And Rick did the same thing, very patient ride. Yeah, and if you, if you go back uh, through his form, he's got some outstanding city form. I know the Daniels family uh, paid plenty for this Wanjina. And uh, there was actually an inquiry into his run at the back end of last year on one of the tab days where he sort of just showed no interest. And, look, Rick had to work on him to get him to tack onto the field with 600 to go. But once the horse was travelling, again, uh, railed up sort of into midfield, turning for home, popped off the fence and uh, won pretty easy in the run of the line. Credit with the second horse though to No Innuendo um, where past 10 had all the favours of an inside run. No Innuendo was never on the track for Mark Oates and Benny Moffat. That length and a quarter margin um, was sort of flattered the winner a little bit and then it was daylight back to second, get in the groove who did all the hard work up front for David Rewalt and Brooke Richardson um, four lengths away in third uh, as a roughie of the field. But uh, as you said, Rob, past tense and Kettleston, they're both horses with uh, a lot of upside. I know Kettleston, uh, talking to Gary Peoples, will be heading to the Class 5 at Birdsville, so he'll be hard to beat down there. And we heard your call of Star of O'Reilly and the Jim Allparson family open handicap. Well, you'd expect this horse to win that race, and he did it pretty comfortably because he came off a second in the Magic Millions Country Cup. But uh, Rick McMahon again rode him as the best horse in the race. 
Yeah, he was happy to settle back uh, last in the field of four and, and just let Zillator roll along at his own pace. Uh, heroism and Zillator sort of muddled. But uh, McMahon just took off uh, at around that 400 mark again, sat three wide and um, pressed the button turning for home and uh, it was easy as you like for the dollar twenty favourite. One by two lengths over Heroism, who has returned in good order. He looked really good uh, in the enclosure ring and uh, he will improve off that run. Zillator was okay in third. Another plan um, similar to the winner. I think it was just he just sort of went around um, and I'll be looking for him somewhere like a Nuremer in a couple of weeks. Another plan for Gary Bignall and Robbie Farr. But uh, Rob, all honours there with Star of O'Reilly. Yeah, and a very promising horse in my mind is Blade Man. I know I've got a liking for the Doomsday, Andrew, but uh, Rick McMahon from Barrier, well, the outside Barrier almost, this was part of the four wins for he and Todd, but you couldn't be more impressive for a horse on the way up. It was great to hear the godfather, Rob Luck himself, back in uh, behind the microphone calling this one. And uh, you said, Blade Man, it was pretty impressive. Well, talking to Rick before the races, he, he was pretty excited about this horse. Actually rated it as his best horse of the day, uh, best rider of the day, uh, owned by Liam Balderson. Um, again, he's got a few tricks, this horse. He's a, he's a, he's a bit arrogant, but um, under the hands of Rick McMahon, uh, basically gave nothing else a chance. Again, he, he got off the fence and presented at the right time. It was too good for Strawberry Blonde in the run to the line, who uh, ran a cheeky race, beaten two and a quarter lengths, and Oliphants, ever-consistent Oliphants for David Rewalt and Brooke Richardson, wound up in third, beaten 3.25. But uh, that was a funny little race. I thought the run of Jerry Zander was pretty good from the back, um, settled down a long way off them to be only beaten 3.85 lengths. That was the four for Austin and the four for McMahon, and the other race on the day was won by Matilda for Gary Bignall and Stevie Galvin. Uh, good to see the Galvinator back in the winner's circle. Uh, this was a really muddling race when Country Roads and uh, another tosser really went hard at each other. They both ended up five, six, seven off the fence. And Matilda, well, Galvanator, he uh, went back to the fence and again the short way home to win by a length over another tosser. Uh, he'll take benefit of the run. He looked really green at some stages up the straight. He was wobbling around uh, to be beaten a length and a further length away to Goody Goody, who came from a clear last turning for home to be beaten by two lengths for Brendan Richardson and Robbie Farr. Watsy, before we let you go, put your precedence hat on and give a plug to the club, Longridge Jockey Club Racing, this coming Saturday for the Forex Gold Publicans Cup meeting. Yes, looking forward to it, Tony. And um, well, we've had a lot of interest in the meeting. It's good to get back underway. We've obviously got the nine meetings uh, for the year. We've got, we've had some uh, sort of track upgrades. We've got a new outside rail. We've got an exclusion fence that we've put up. Uh, we're waiting for a new set of barriers in the jockeys' room. So, uh, Tony, as always, uh, looking forward to another big year at the Longridge Jockey Club. And, of course, uh, looking forward to T. Clements uh, returning in September. <laughs> That's a long way away. You say that, you say that now, Tony, but blinking you'll miss it. We've got a lot of water to go under the bridge before we get to that. Thank you for joining us this morning. Always a pleasure. Andrew Watts yeah. with us on Bush Beep. Rob, just before we wind up, we've only got a, a couple of minutes left this morning. We just need to uh, reflect on what happened at Mount Isa on Saturday. Jeff Felix with a treble, Jenna Edwards with a double. If your name wasn't Jeff or Jenna, you didn't win a race on Saturday. Yeah. Easily to, easy to sum up, Jeff Felix with Giga Star for Jay Morris taking out the Class B. In fact, Jenna Andrew, Edwards Jenna Edwards kicked the program off with Bell's Desire and Tanya Parry back in the winner's circle there. Jenna in race three with uh, Bob Burrow's All About Me that's had two wins, two placings its previous four, defeating Flash Ombre and Dollar Dream. 
And good old level eight, he was one of Jeff Felix's wins with Stephen Roy's, a nine-year-old by High Chaparral, building a good record, 10 wins and 27 minor placings from 72, and he won here at the last meeted, meeting, defeated Wiki, Wicked Wiki and Safty. And Jeff Felix uh, completed the program with Jason Babarovich, trained Bold Sam, defeating King Langdon and Knight Attire. But uh, good to see Jenna Edwards Four kilo claim, losing that shortly, I would think. But Jeff Felix, the cat, he's out there representing uh, North Queensland and kicking home plenty of winners. And Andrew Watts will be back next week to uh, cover up or to report on Longreach and Cloncurry for their meeting results on Bushbeak, Tony. Yes, this coming weekend, along with Longreach and Cloncurry. Uh, and as Tony McMahon mentioned, Springshaw St. Patrick's Day Race Club with their bracelet program. S-Jockey Club are racing Saturday as are the Innisfail Turf Club, and there'll be plenty of country folk in town as well uh, heading to the Gold Coast for the cutest jewel race day Saturday and the Magic Million sales on Monday and Tuesday. We got a fly. Thank you for your help this morning, Rob. Yeah, talking of which, I'm on the plane this afternoon to head that way, and uh, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. Any great news on country racing, and back with you next week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you to Rob Luck, Andrew Watts, Tony McMahon, and Will Loudon for joining us on Bushbeat this week, and that's our show for another week. Back with you again next week here on Radio Tab.